From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT Radio. At this point, one can only conclude that they're doing it to punk us. They're doing it to show that they can. They're doing it to show that they have absolutely no respect for the law or for us. What am I talking about? Special counsel Robert Herr, it was reported over the weekend, will not be bringing criminal charges against Joe Biden for misappropriating, mishandling, misstoring, and hoarding classified documents to which he never had any legal right, either as senator or as vice president. He's not covered by the Presidential Records Act during that time. There is no federal law that would permit him to have classified documents in his position in his possession, especially not outside a SCIF, a secure classified information facility. He had documents in his garage in Delaware with his Corvette, and his flip reply was, well, it was locked. The garage was locked. Yeah, because a garage has never been broken into. He had documents in Chinatown in Philadelphia. He had documents at the Penn Center. He had documents all over the place. And yet, despite these being felonies, there will be no criminal charges. Meanwhile, special counsel Jack Smith raided Mar-a-Lago with jackbooted thugs in full battle rattle, has criminally charged Donald Trump under a statute that provides only civil penalties, and is making much ado about nothing because Trump always had the right, the legal right to the documents in his possession, making much ado about nothing to interfere with yet another election. They did it in 2016 with Russia, Russia, Russia. Impeachment 1.0, impeachment 2.0, the Mueller report. All these scandals, which were complete non-scandals, were ginned up by Hillary Clinton and the Democrats in order to interfere with the 2016 and 2020 elections. Now they're doing it for the 24 election. And by not charging Joe Biden, they're showing us their impunity. We're going to break the law and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. It's frustrating. I feel your frustration. I share in it. We want justice. I want to carve a big I-N in front of the word justice at that beautiful limestone building on Pennsylvania Avenue. Because that's exactly what we have now. We have a Department of Injustice. 40,000 hours of January 6th Capitol Hill videotape was released over the weekend. And it's exculpatory. Jason Chansley, the MAGA shaman, QAnon shaman, they dubbed him, was escorted by Capitol Hill police officers who tried several doors and found found them locked and finally found a door that was open and escorted him into the Senate chamber where he prayed for our nation and walked out. This wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't armed and it wasn't designed to overthrow the government. It was a Fedsurrection 
because we've got video of a Capitol Hill police officer undercover inciting the crowd to climb the scaffolding. We've got a January 6th undercover agent wearing a MAGA hat. We don't know what agency he was with, probably FBI, flashing his badge at the Capitol to gain access through a secure door. There were so many undercover agents at the Capitol on January 6th that the former chief of the Capitol Hill police has no idea how many were there. They were there from all sorts of agencies. But 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 Trump, the double standard, the hypocrisy, the two-tier system of justice in this country needs to end, and it needs to end now before there are serious repercussions, before the genie is out of the bottle, and that's something that no one wants. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. At TNT Radio, we never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time. We broadcast live 24-7 online globally, no matter what. We've got you covered on TNT Radio. Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Several House Republicans are calling for establishing a new House investigation of the January 6, 2021 breach of the U.S. Capitol following the release of new security footage. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, wrote that the release of the new tapes is, quote unquote, not enough and that there needs to be a probe for the, quote, lies, deceit and lives ruined. End quote. The lawmaker then called on House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, to create a new select committee. She criticized the previous Congress's Jan 6 panel that was chaired by Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat from Maryland and former Representative Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming. Um, Quote, every member of the Jan 6th committee, end quote, as well as former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the Capitol Police, District of Columbia Police and Jan 6 witnesses, quote, who lied, end quote, should all be subpoenaed, according to Mrs. Green on Twix, uh, Twitter X. Uh, let's see. She wrote over the past weekend, quote, criminal referrals must be written and prosecutions must happen under a Trump DOJ. I've said it all along. MAGA did not do this, end quote. This past week, Mr. Johnson publicly stated that he wanted to release all 44,000 hours of Jan 6 footage to the public. On November 17th, Johnson released 90 hours worth of the footage to the House Administration Committee's website. About 100 hours of footage have been released so far via that website. The uh, quote, the goal of our investigation has been to provide the American people with transparency on what happened at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. And this includes all official video from that day. End quote. That's Representative Barry Loudermilk, Loudermilk Republican from Georgia, uh, via a news release. Quote, we will continue loading video footage as we conduct our investigation and continue to review footage. 
As I've said all along, the American people deserve transparency, accountability, and real answers supported by facts instead of a predetermined political narrative, end quote. Mr. Johnson said that his decision will give millions of Americans, Jan 6 defendants, public organizations, and media outlets the ability to see, quote, what happened that day, end quote, instead of having to rely on a, quote, small group of government officials, end quote. Representative Troy Nels, Republican from Texas, called for an investigation into the now defunct House Select Committee, which alleged that former President Trump was responsible for the Capitol breach. He said the tapes present a different view of the Capitol chaos. Um, he wrote on X, Mr. Nels, quote, the J6 committee was a sham. I knew it then. Everyone knows it now. Let's investigate the investigators, end quote. Over the weekend, another lawmaker, Senator Mike Lee, Republican from Utah, called for an investigation into the previous Congress's Jan 6 subcommittee after the footage was released, questioning why some of the videos were not included by the previous select committee, end quote. Um, Mr. Lee questioned on X, quote, why didn't Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger ever refer to any of these tapes, end quote. Former representatives Cheney and Kinzinger were the only Republicans on the panel. Mr. Kinzinger declined to seek re-election last year, and Mrs. Cheney lost her primary bid in Wyoming. Uh, Mr. Lee continued, quote, maybe they never looked for them, Maybe they never even questioned their own narrative. Maybe they were just too busy selectively leaking the text messages of Republicans they wanted to defeat, end quote. Both Mrs. Cheney and Mr. Kinzinger, the Republican senator added, were among those, quote, who helped hide the J6 tapes, end quote, from the public and are, quote, cut out of the same cloth as all those who will tell you that FISA 702 must be reauthorized without reforms because search warrants require too much effort. End quote. FISA referring, of course, to the Secretive Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act uh, in response to, uh, let's see, wait, sorry, last comment from Mr. Lee in another post questioning, quote, given the evidence they apparently suppressed, how much footage and how many other records do you think Nancy Pelosi and the J6 committee deliberately lost or destroyed, end quote. In response, Mrs. Cheney accused Mr. Lee of being, quote, a nutball conspiracy theorist, end quote, and posted Jan 6 footage showing a melee between protesters and law enforcement officers at the Capitol. Uh, Mr. Kinzinger, similarly, who interestingly enough is now a CNN pundit, mocked the release saying, quote, oh yeah, Where, what did you find? Please elaborate with the details because you sound very sure, end quote. And so it goes on, Timothy. Uh, but yeah, uh, interestingly, what was missing from this new release of video footage is uh, Bobby Powell's footage, of course. <laughs> what do you think about all this one? Well, Troy Nels has it exactly right. It's an old Latin phrase, quis custodia at ipsos custodies, who guards the guardians? We're very proud of MAGA Institute. Troy Nels out of Texas 22 was actually our very first certified America first candidate. And his, he lived up to his promises in spades. He is exactly the kind of Republican that we need more of in the House. And Kinziger and Cheney, we don't need any more ever. They're not Republicans. They're deep state, uniparty, war hawk, craven milk toasts. They ran a political witch hunt and need to never come close to federal office again. 
we've gotten away from the notion that the offices that our representatives and senators hold are positions of trust, that we the people are placing our trust in them that they're going to do right by us. We have a representative system of government. They're not obligated to take a poll on every issue and then vote the way that the majority of the people in their district want them to vote. That's not how it works. And and people on the right that call for that are similarly misinformed and miseducated on what the role of a representative is. A representative is supposed to use his or her best judgment on any given issue and do what's best for the people of the district and for the country, keeping in mind the Constitution. Kinziger and Cheney did neither of those things. They are an absolute disgrace. They are the poster boy and poster girl of the kind of politician we need to never give our trust to ever again. You know, it's funny, Adam, they always talk about John McCain being a maverick every time he'd vote with a Democrat. There don't seem to be many Democrats that vote with Republicans that aren't immediately ousted, thrown off of committees, thrown out of the caucus and thrown out of Congress. The Democrats can breach no dissent. That's not the way it is on the Republican side. There's a more robust debate on the Republican side. and The media, of course, refers to it as chaos every time the system works the way it was designed to work. But this is a very serious issue. People are angry. They're angry about what they see in these videos, which is exactly why Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger tried to hide them. If you're telling the truth, why are you trying to hide all the evidence? You know, the same thing is said about Pfizer and Moderna and F FDA and NIH. If they were telling the truth about the gene jabs, why did they try to hide the research studies for 75 years. You don't try to hide the truth when it supports your case. You only try to hide it when it contradicts your false narrative. And all we've heard so far is false narrative. You mentioned Bobby Powell. His fantastic video has never been shown outside of, I think, Tucker showed it. But uh, Fox has not been a big proponent of showing how it was Antifa breaking a window and how it was Trump supporters pulling the Antifa member away. And why is Michael Byrd not criminally charged? Why are the officers that beat that woman in the red sweater mercilessly, as we saw this weekend, why were there no criminal prosecutions of them? As I said in my open ad, opening, Adam, it, it's the two-tier system of injustice that has people inflamed and enraged. And it, it's got to end soon. Oh, yeah, I agree. And and to your point about this reactionary move to against this idea of being open and transparent with the American public, they know that, I mean, the Dems, some at least some people, uh, they could be in trouble if, if the public sees the truth. And they try to hide it behind this language. Like, here's a perfect example. This was, who was this? A Democrat from New York, Representative Joseph Morell. Uh, who was not happy about the release of the new footage. One of the things that he said was, quote, it is unconscionable to think that one of Speaker Johnson's first official acts as steward of the institution is to endanger his colleagues, staff, visitors, and our country by allowing virtually unfettered access to sensitive capital security footage, end quote. What is he trying to hide? All that's on those, those this footage is nothing but 
the truth. That's it. There can be nothing else on there, Timothy. So he's literally like saying it's it's a danger to himself and his staff and colleagues and others and the entire country if people knew the truth. Come on, man. Exactly. I mean, maybe they're worried about not knowing where the cameras are. Well, everybody knows where the cameras are. You can see them. Apparently, the only people who don't know where the cameras are, a certain Democrat representative from New York who decided to pull a fire alarm in order to uh, impede an official proceeding. Uh, and again, to face no criminal charges or even any penalties. So, Adam, it's gotten out of control. They're doing things now just to punk us, just to show that they have no respect for the rule of law and that they can do whatever they want and get away with it. And so far, they're getting away with it. And that's why people are so angry. Thanks for a great story. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. You should hear what George Eliasson is talking about. Donald Trump's wolves. Now, we've talked about the Colorado case, the 14th Amendment case, and the judge has denied uh, the motion to dismiss. Now, if you don't remember, the suit cites the 14th Amendment clause banning those who participate or assist in an insurrection from taking office. And they're making this legal argument based on Trump's actions before and on January 6th. And when they claim that thousands of his supporters were creating an act of sedition at the Capitol. During January 6th, um, Trump actually offered to call the National Guard in. He told the protesters to keep things peaceful. And this is all public knowledge. This isn't a political action. They're trying to control once again who can run for the office of president and who cannot. War of the Worlds with George Eliason on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40. California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a thousand dollar a day fine. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%. You know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people are saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. 
We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. mind is like a computer. No matter how efficient it may be, its reliability is only as great as the information fed into it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We mandate that the truth be told. You're hearing it. TNT. Tracy Sleptrovich is a certified integrative health practitioner, speaker, Air Force veteran, and the best-selling author of Warrior Mom, Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. She's educated in the field of complementary and alternative medicine and has dedicated over 14 years researching various treatments and therapies for individuals with autism spectrum disorder. Over the years, she's worked with various doctors, scientists, advocates, and researchers. She's made it her mission to educate families on the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. You can find her at warriormom.org and autismhealth.com. I'd like to welcome to The Reckoning, Tracy Slepchevich. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for your service and a belated happy Veterans Day to you, first of all. Well, thank you. Tracy, we are facing, it's not inappropriate to call it an epidemic of autism spectrum disorder. It used to be exceedingly rare. I think we had one boy, he was actually a 36-year-old man when I was a teenager, uh, in our neighborhood, who now we realize had autism. Back then, we just thought that Ronnie was retarded. He was a very nice young man, uh, very intelligent in certain respects. We'd have him over to the house now and again for supper. And he was just a part of the neighborhood, but he definitely was a rarity. Not now. It's one in 36, and they're projecting one in eight. What is going on? So if you want the real projection, um, you know, they are saying that by 2030, it is going to be one in two kids will oh. be diagnosed with autism. So, and if you look at the ratings of one in 36 by the CDC, they only go by eight-year-olds. So they do not take an age range by any means. They only go by whatever eight-year-olds are diagnosed. And you're right, it is an epidemic. When I was in school, when I was a younger kid, you never saw anybody with autism. And my idea of autism was Dustin Hoffman's character in The Rain Man. Yes. And I had no idea what it was that it actually looked like. So for two and a half years, here I was a mom banging my head up against a wall what's going on with my kid? What is the matter with my child? So it it's, but it's not just autism, it's cancer, it's other neurological disorders, allergies, asthma. Did you see people with peanut allergies like crazy? No. 
years ago. I was just going to bring that up. All three of my nephews have severe nut allergies. And what's what interests me in my training, by the way, is as a biologist and chemist. So I'm, I'm really fascinated by the medical aspects of, of what's going on because a peanut isn't a nut. It's a legume. So why can't they have peanuts, but they can have peas, they can have beans, they can have other legumes, but they can't have peanuts. And then they also can't have tree nuts. Well, peanuts and tree nuts have nothing in common nope. and, and, and biologically. So I, I'm curious because everywhere, I mean, Kevin Marlott, when I was a boy, used to go get allergy shots, but he could have a peanut butter sandwich. And we never had to not have peanuts on an airplane. And now all of a sudden you're treated as though you're carrying in an AK-47, a loaded AK-47 onto a plane if you open a pack of peanuts. It's crazy. And you're right. It is, you know, of course, allergic reactions are autoimmune disorders. And a lot of what we're seeing is autoimmune in nature. And there's even speculation, some, some research is indicating that there might be uh, well, there are definitely external factors causing neurological injury, which is leading to what's called autism spectrum disorder. But it might even be more insidious than that. It might be something in our food. So not just things in our food. So what I talk about and what I try to teach other parents is you can have a genetic predisposition for anything, right? But it's right. going to take some sort of environmental factor to trigger it. Do you think we're surrounded by environmental factors? It's raining right. environmental factors. It's in our clothes. It's in our furniture, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the water we drink. We can't get away from it. And increasingly, it's in our arms and in our little tushies. We're going to get into more of these environmental factors after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. Today's News Talk Radio. We, we, we do have some big news. What is it? Yeah, what is it? What is it now? TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Argentina's president-elect Javier Malay delivered a rousing victory speech on Sunday night, interrupted by chants of liberty and campaign songs calling for the ouster of all politicians promising to embrace the ideas of liberty and restore Argentina to world power status within 35 years. Turkish rescuers on Monday recovered the body of a crew member of a cargo ship that sank off Turkey's Black Sea coast in severe storms, officials said. 11 other crew were reported missing. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. So Tracy, you're a health practitioner. I was trained as a biologist. Let's do some science here and go through things step by step, what the different factors are and what the impact they may be having. What environmental factors, for example, are in our clothing? So you even have, you have glyphosate in mm -hmm. our clothing. We have, we have glyphosate Wait in a everything. Second. Wait a second. I, glyphosate, for those that don't know, is Roundup. And I know that the reason that people think they have celiac disease here in America is because they've got a glyphosate intolerance. We literally spray glyphosate on wheat to ripen it prematurely so that the farmers can get it off the field before any uh, fall storms come in and ruin the crop. People that think that they have gluten intolerance or celiac disease go to Europe and all of a sudden they can eat the bread. Well, it's because of the glyphosate. I understand how it's getting into our food supply, How's it getting into our clothing? So, I mean, you have 
cotton, we wear cotton, it's grown, everything, everything is sprayed. So if you're looking, when you see chemtrails above you, what people don't realize is they are spraying chemicals over you. You know, it's, there's so many different types of chemicals out there um, that are impacting our health. And when you take those outside factors in which our bodies weren't designed, as you know, to to deal with, because our bodies are actually self-healing mechanisms, as you know. But when we keep wondrously, wondrously created. Yes. And when we keep shoving all these different um you know, neurotoxins into our body, eating genetically modified food. Um, When I tell my clients, if you can't read an ingredient, or you don't understand that you shouldn't be eating it. And if it's not real ingredients or real food, our bodies aren't designed to eat it. So when people would give me a hard time and they'll be like, oh, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, sugar-free. What do you eat? And I'm like, real food. Exactly. In fact, I taught my children to only shop the perimeter of a grocery store. Sure, you can go in the middle for a treat or something like that, but really you should be shopping along the walls. That's where the fruits and vegetables are. That's where the meat counter and the fish counter are. That's where the dairy counter is. Uh, Anything in the middle pretty much these days is toxic. It is. And what a lot of people don't understand is our, you know, our guts are directly connected to our brain via our nervous system. So a lot of things, they start in the gut or most things start in the gut. Um, We all have some sort of stuff going on and we all have some sort of underlying conditions, whatever they may, may be. We could have strep, staph, um, mold. I mean, we're exposed to so many different toxins that are affecting our body. But when you heal the gut, you initially go to the root and you start to heal the body. Because if our liver's operating properly and we're not shoving additional toxins in that it's got to deal with, you know, extra bad fats you know, the additional chemicals, all those different things, then it can actually do its job because that's our second brain, right? And, and when our bodies go to sleep, our liver actually takes a little nap as well. So we really want to clean up the body. And when you do that, inadvertently, you start to heal yourself. So I had no idea that when a doctor told me, remove all these things, that are inflammatory from your kid's diet. And I refuse to do something for him that I wouldn't do myself. And I'd be the test dummy on so many occasions. Mm-hmm. And then I was starting to heal myself because as we spoke earlier, I am a veteran and I had my dose of toxins being enlisted. And then that, some, especially in the Air Force. Yes. So I had joint pain, I had chronic migraines, I have, you know, Meniere's disease, I'm deaf in one ear, I have glaucoma, I am 48 years old with glaucoma. And my mom's like, how in the heck 
did you get glaucoma at your age? And it started right after I enlisted, my pressures started to go up. And, you know, I've talked to doctors that, um, eye doctors in which they are dealing with um, patients going blind from that toxic overload of what we've been getting, you know, people have been getting lately. And it's, you know, as soon as we start to recognize what it is that those toxins are and eliminate them from our lives and our bodies, educate people, and then begin the healing process. Because as I began the healing process with my son and with myself, it, it, it changed our lives. And I took a child who lost all functionality after his one year well baby visit um, lost all his speech, his motor skills, cognitive function, and was just a zombie. I took that child to whom they told me would never live a normal functioning life and I'd have to institutionalize. And he is 18 years old today. He is a college student. He drives, he takes care of himself. He does whatever it is. He takes himself to his own doctor's appointments. He does everything all on his own, but it was that's phenomenal. I- and good on you for doing that. I have two friends, one of whom is actually a health practitioner herself who have autistic. She has an autistic son. My other friend has an autistic daughter. Both of them are in their late teens. And it, it seems that that is about when things started to really get bad in terms of the prevalence of autism. And I know a lot of parents have said that my child was perfectly uh, normal up until a doctor's visit, and then they received an injection. And sometimes we realize now it was five or seven injections all at once, and they instantly noticed a change. Other parents didn't notice a change until later, uh, still further, didn't notice a change immediately, but over time. Uh, And then others noticed right from the start. So there's a range, you know, it is autism spectrum disorder. There's a range of modalities, it seems, of how children, quote unquote, come down with autism. But it looks as though, again, genetic predisposition, perhaps, but it looks as though these environmental triggers are what's causing it. What happened 20, 25 years ago to all of a sudden ramp up the number of diagnoses we're seeing and what is going on now to make the real projection one and two by 2030? So I can tell you that in 1989, when they either doubled or tripled the dose of vaccinations for the childhood vaccine schedule, um, the rate of autism went from one in 10,000 to one in a thousand. And then it quickly began to rise. And then it went to one in 500. And that was right after the 1986 Vaccine Act was signed mm-hmm. into play. Um, and so that pharmaceutical you know, companies, doctors, nurses, anybody administering a vaccine would not be legally held liable for vaccine injury. Now, are there many vaccine injury claims? 
Yes, but unfortunately, our tax dollars are the ones that are paying those out. And are they all hurt? No, not by any means. And the VAERS system is so flawed that it's, you know, what's reported is less than 1%. And so these parents have no idea what they're getting into. And I had no idea, as you know, that when you're in the military, they program you almost to think that vaccines are like the end all be all, you know, that's maybe we can talk about. Yeah, let's talk about that mindset after the break. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. The climate agenda is a national security risk. Where do you hear this? From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The climate and energy policies of California are threatening the security of residents. California has increased crude oil imports from foreign countries from 5% just 25 years ago to more than 75% today. According to Heartland analyst Ronald Stein, California is the only state in the United States that imports most of its crude oil feedstock to instant state refineries from foreign countries. California needs this oil for nine international airports and 41 military airports, as well as shipping ports up and down the coast. Meanwhile, Asia has 88 new oil refineries manufacturing fuel for California's airports and shipping terminals. It's time we recognize that the climate agenda is a national security threat. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. I had a a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Tracy, Dr. Peter McCullough said on the show a couple of weeks ago that he and I are the same age. When we were children, we had five vaccine doses, and now it's up to 72. And with these new genetic therapy injections that they're mandating to go to school, it's even more. I was out in June of 2020 well before the injections were even on the market, warning about using this technology, how reverse transcriptase could turn RNA into DNA, and that DNA could form little circular rings in the cytoplasm known as plasmids, and that we have no idea what damage that will do, but it is reasonable to assume it'll be a big effect on fertility. And I listed off a number of possible effects, all of which have come true. It seems as though future historians can justifiably look back on this time from 1989 to present as a time when our society destroyed itself to enrich the pharmaceutical companies. And you're absolutely right. Um, Just a month or so ago when I was at a conference, I spoke to a gentleman who is about your age who is an author, and he said, me and my brother both got vaccine-induced polio when we went to receive our polio vaccines. 
So people, I'm telling you, I can't even begin to tell you the, oh, but polio saved lives, right? But people don't realize that initially the initial batch was removed within 30 days and that took lives. It crippled people and it went out to thousands all over the world with carcinogenic material in it. So who's to say who developed cancer from those vaccines or who didn't, but I was really tired of hearing the polio saved lives. You know what it was? It was, they went through and they cleaned up our water system. So when they began to clean up our water system, so, you know, if people want to thank themselves for the cure for polio, thank your local plumber. That's what my husband always says. Thank your local plumber because- when they started yeah, to the, clean up the water system, that was when polio started to go away. Yeah, the decline in polio was dramatic after that and was well down by the time the sock vaccine came out. And history is replete. Our medical history is replete with big pharma not knowing what they're doing, not knowing what the downstream effects can be, using thalidomide to avoid morning sickness and you end up with babies whose limbs did not develop. They were called flipper babies. They just have, you know, little hands and feet with no legs. The long bones never developed. DES, diethylstilbestrol, designed to minimize miscarriage. Well, the daughters that of women that were treated with DES ended up having a significantly increased chance of getting ovarian cancer. I remember the 1976 swine flu vaccine which was pulled. There was never one case of swine flu in the United States, but everybody ran out to get vaccinated. But at least then FDA had the integrity to pull the vaccine after 52 people died. We've had over 520,000 deaths from these gene jabs. More are dropping every day. We just lost another handful last week of healthy young teenagers and young athletes. It's insane that these companies not only are not being held accountable they're actually being rewarded and now all the ads are out for you need the rsv the rhinosynecytial virus vaccine and what else are they going to come up with so to me in my personal opinion and i'm just a mom who had to quickly get a phd in how to heal my child I, you know, and I, I spoke to a guy earlier who's a scientist and he's like, you know, the, the, the ones who know everything are the moms because we had to, we had to learn everything, but, you know, as I continue to see this grow and all these parents coming, coming up with, oh my gosh, my child's getting this. And then as my child got older, I started to see the the brainwashing and the indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get it now. So once you see it, you can't unsee it, can you? No, you're going to neurologically challenge the general population or feed them with vaccines. And then you're going to make them more susceptible to brainwashing because I can't even begin to tell you the challenge I had 
as my son got older and, you know, was like, oh, well, my friends are getting vaccinated. How dare you not let me get a COVID vaccine? And I'm like, first of all, as long as you live under my roof, you will never receive a vaccine. So I knew in a short amount of time, I had to convince my child that what was going on in the world as he was coming home when he was in ninth grade and he's like communism. And I'm like, what is happening here? Because my husband's family came from Serbia and his father had to escape Serbia. So and his father's whole family died from communism. And so to get Noah to understand this, because everything when they're teenagers is all about their friends. And right. I just kept feeding him with information. I'm like, I don't care if you want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, no, you get to hear it. As long as you live under my roof, you get to hear it. From a very loving, I there sure. was no arguments. There was no nothing. I actually bribed him to watch Plandemic 3. Um, at first, he's like, no, no way. And um, I'm like, all of that was going on in my home. All of it. The divide between the parent and the child, the, the, well, that's the intention. That's the intention. Starting in kindergarten, we've got schools. Now you cannot, uh, know what your child is studying. You cannot know what healthcare your child is receiving or, or, or anti healthcare. They can be receiving abortion services. They can be receiving birth control. They can be receiving gender transition drugs, which are chemical castration drugs at school. And the parents are denied knowledge of it. It literally goes back to 1930s Germany. I keep saying Democrats think they're in charge of 1930s Germany here in, in 2023. And it's we've got to put an end to it. I want to get back to something we were talking about earlier though, and that's gut health because people use the term gut colloquially, right? It was a punch in the gut or he, you know, he or she really was gutty that day. What we're talking about with the gut is the gastrointestinal tract. It's how we digest and absorb what it is that we put into our mouths. And people don't understand that that small intestine is only one cell layer thick because the yep. food has to, by osmosis, make it to the capillaries, which are also one cell layer thick. So you've got two, two layers of cells, which are in, they're flat cells, they're epithelial cells. They're incredibly, incredibly fragile. And that's why we hear about things like leaky gut syndrome, where the toxins can escape the digestive tract and get into the body. And that's where a lot of the problems arise. So explain the gut, how it works and why it's so important and what you can do, because we like to give people hope here, what you can do to improve your gut health. So I always paint this picture for parents because sometimes we need to put it in layman terms, right? Right, um, right. And, and show them how it works. You know, first of all, a lot of times we think acid reflux is too much acid when it's it's usually not enough acid because that's where the digestion starts. So you need enough hydrochloric acid, one, to break down your food. Two, once, once that food starts to get into the small intestines, you have those epithelial cells. So I always paint this little picture. Here's your little epithelial cells and they're clung together. 
right? And they're pulling in all kinds of vitamins and nutrients and everything good. And they're pushing out everything bad so you can get rid of it as waste. And what's happening is, you know, we're dumping GMOs, chemicals, all these things as to where our body is having a reaction, not just to wheat, but to genetically modified corn, to dairy, to all these things. And first of all, dairy, once you've homogenized and pasteurized it and removed all the good digestive enzymes, it's nothing but sugar water with added vitamin A and D. So that's my take on dairy. Um, And once you start to damage these epithelial cells, because these are inflammatory, you know, chemicals and products, and you know, it starts to break, you know, break holes and gaps into those epithelial cells as to where they start to deaden. And then, then all those, those toxins and those food particles and everything that our body's supposed to be getting rid of are actually leaking into the bloodstream and they're wreaking havoc on the body. So this is why you see a lot of kids with autism or other neurological disorders that have self-injurious behaviors. One, they have a high tolerance for pain. So these foods are acting as like opiates on the brain. So as I've talked to many parents in the past who tell me, oh, well, I can't take milk from my child. I say, well, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to go ahead and give your child a glass of whiskey. Okay. And then let's just call it a day because, you know, unless you're willing to do the work, I'm not willing to do the coaching, but it's repairing the gut and the lining and everything. It it's, it's the start. And so you have antibiotics and what antibiotics are is they're made of yeast, right? And then you have all these kids with chronic ear infections right after Mm -hmm. they, their first and second round of of vaccines. And so my kid was an ear infection, baby. He ear infections every month to a point as to where the secretary at the doctor's office called Noah, the mascot for the pediatrician. And I'm like, that's not amusing me at all. And so constant now then Noah built up resistance to most antibiotics and an allergy to penicillin. And a- so, antibiotics wreak havoc on the gut. So why don't you talk a little bit about the role, the important role of probiotics and prebiotics? People are finally starting to understand that the prebiotics are necessary as well. Absolutely. So first of all, when, when you take on um, antibiotics, it gets rid of good and bad bacteria. And in our bodies need that good bacteria, those pre and probiotics. And a lot of it we can get from our foods. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to starve the yeast. We want to kill off the yeast and we want to starve the yeast as much as possible. And then we want to, to feed our gut the healthy bacteria that it needs um, to fight infections, to um, heal the body, to ultimately heal the brain, because our gut 
is connected to our brain via right. our nervous system. And it is so important that that connection fire properly. So when you have an inflamed gut, it's going to, you know, you're going to have all sorts of issues and then you're going to have inflammation in the body. And then you have chronic inflammation and then, you know, starts the so-called autoimmune disorders, the, the laundry list of autoimmune disorders. So I, I always tell people, you know, start off slow, do what you can um, start by removing those inflammatory foods, follow a, a whole 30 or a paleo approach. If you insist upon, you know, following a specific diet, stay away from sugar, sugar and refined carbs. And that's your delicious bread and cookies and cakes, everything in moderation, um, even gluten-free. It doesn't mean because it's gluten-free, it's, it's good for you. Um, so all these things that our body doesn't need, it's, it's not feeding our brain. It's not feeding our body. It's the proper nutrition that we need. So our body needs proper nutrition. It absolutely does. It's our fuel It garbage in garbage out. You can't expect to be healthy if you're not eating healthy. And it's amazing how once people start, you say, start slowly. It's amazing how once they start to feel a little better, on a good diet, they're like, oh, maybe there's something to this. And they keep going. And all of a sudden they find, gee, those aches and pains are gone. Gee, this is gone. Gee, that's gone. It's well, it's because you're getting your body back in tune. And the good news is that the probiotics are available in a lot of great products, yogurt, kombucha, kimchi, fermented products. Uh, it, it's not like you're going on a starvation diet or something that's going to be a real uh, burden on you and and take all your enjoyment out of eating. That's, that's a fact because I can tell you people are like, well, how do you do it? First of all, my number one motivation when I began this was Noah. And as a mom, it was very easy for me to eliminate those foods from my own body. Did my kid like it at first? No, he probably threw many meals at me until he decided to eat what was in front of him. Um, But I figure I could take candy away from a baby who couldn't talk to me. He could only scream at me. And what did I have to lose? And eventually he would eat what I put in front of them. Now, I know many parents have challenges in regards to picky eaters and food. First, I recommend just don't give those foods to your child if if you hear this message early enough. But to learn a specific lifestyle, and once I did that, it just became easier. It did. In my days of lying in a bed in pain, um, started to diminish as I was healing my child, but I was also healing myself. And that's the thing. It's not just children with autism that need this. It's everybody. We all need to start eating healthier. Mm-hmm. Can't thank you enough. Tracy Slepchevich. The book is Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. Check her out at warriormom.org and autismhealth.com. That's it for tonight's Reckoning. Stay tuned on TNT Radio for the Hervorier Moritz Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>